Today on This Week Health. The model, U.S. healthcare model, is designed so that unless it benefits certain parties, it will not be so easy for people to actually use data to make a difference. But putting all the difficulties aside, I think there's still a tremendous amount of success in the healthcare market from a using the data perspective. Welcome to This Week Health Community. This is Town Hall, a show hosted by leaders on the front lines with interviews of people making things happen in healthcare with technology. My name is Bill Russell, the creator of This Week Health, a set of channels designed to amplify great thinking to propel healthcare forward. We want to thank our show sponsors, Olive, Rubric, Trellix, Hillrom, Medigate, and F5 in partnership with Sirius Healthcare for investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. Now, on to our show. Welcome to the This Week in Health Community Town Hall Conversation. I'm Reed Steffen, VP and CIO at St. Luke's Health System in Boise, Idaho. And I'm joined today by owner Torosholu, an associate principal and digital health leader at ECG Management Consultants based out of Houston, Texas. Owner, welcome and thanks for making the time today. Thanks for having me, Reed. All right. I always like to start with this question with folks that, that come on for these conversations because I think there's so much we can learn from the career path and twists and turns that others have gone through. Just take a few minutes and just share your education background, your career journey, and what's led you to the role that you have today. Sure. I think there's a common pattern for any of us that is not a clinic who has fallen into healthcare. There's definitely compassion that falls into that piece, and I, I would put myself in that category as well. But uh, I started Many moons ago, my college education in architectural engineering realized it wasn't for me. I switched gears to economics because I've always been relatively good with numbers and working with them. And it was an easy path for me to actually do something useful. And I really did believe that I would go into the field of economics and do economic studies, if you would. But that was my undergrad then went and got a master's uh, degree for, it was an MBA, but it had two uh, focus areas. One was operational management and the other one was financial operations, if you will. It always had a tie into process improvement and numbers and data crunching when it comes down to it. So that was always a natural ability. Coming uh, straight out of college, I took on first job, first career job with Humana Insurance Organization, relatively large organization. And my role was operations supervisor as part of their expansion at the time. Okay. Uh, within the year, I fell into the space of a process improvement. So I went into the Six Sigma program, got a black belt certification and started doing process improvement projects. Just my natural knack was and at the time, this is 20 years ago or so, a little over 20, I, I clearly had the challenge of collecting data. There were hardly any data, quote unquote, teams at the time. Most of the data was pulled out of, if you had a buddy in IT and who has some SQL skills, they would pull some data for you and you could do something. And it became painfully obvious that I needed to go get my own data. So I started writing my own queries I had SQL background from my college days, so I just started doing that. 
and started combining the data piece with the analyzing and turning it into useful information to improve improve operations. And that took me down the path of digital and analytics. The very next role was I led a manager, uh, as a manager, I led a, a analytics team at Cardinal Health, progressed through there to lead their nuclear pharmacy division of, of their analytics and intelligence piece. Actually had one of my most fun projects to my careers, a total digital and analytic transformation project for the entire organization. And I was the, uh, the technology lead piece. Uh, for it. So it was a lot of fun. But from there, I and throughout, it was always healthcare ancillary. And then I directly fell into healthcare with Cleveland Clinic. Yep. And then Auctioner Health System and then St. Luke's Health System. And ultimately, now with ECG Management Consultants, which uh, is uh, sole focused on healthcare from a consulting practice perspective, but always has been in the space of analytics, space of digital, space of technology. So, Well, I'm impressed that you went through that whole thing. I didn't say University of Kentucky one time. <laughs> uh, and maybe that's just some kind of residual kind of pain of the tournament that just ended. Right, uh, right now, know. I do have a mental block. That is very <laughs> true. Uh, I am uh, a member of the uh, Fire John Calipari uh, squad <laughs> at this moment, but you know, I'll get over it by the end of the year. That's great. So you have just this wealth of, of experience in digital health and analytics. And so curious, and just speaking really generally, but why is this so hard in healthcare? Is it just a, a byproduct of the complexities of our industry? Do we just make it too hard on ourselves? Is it something else altogether? Just curious what your thoughts are. Yeah. I mean, there's a combination of things It absolutely healthcare is difficult, as we all know it. And as many uh, giants who went into market like Amazon's first try with Chase and, and many other organizations have gone left and even IBM Watson is now on the, uh, I wouldn't call it downturn, but the original premise had, I don't think was fulfilled from, from yeah. that standpoint. So the complexity is absolutely there. The model, US healthcare model is also designed so that unless it benefits certain parties, it will not be so easy for people to actually use data to make a difference. But putting all the difficulties aside, I think there's still a tremendous amount of success in the healthcare market from a using the data perspective. The challenge usually comes from the clinical sake of using data as an improvement hasn't gained as much traction because it is an expensive proposition as in using new technologies or developing these technologies. So most organizations are looking at it from the economic standpoint of how do I turn a buck from, from this puzzle? But putting all that aside, because of the advancements in the analytics space, a lot of those technologies have become cheaper. And thus, mm -hmm. a lot of success in the last few years had, had come from already proven, I'm not going to use the term cheaply, but more inexpensively available capabilities being utilized in the market to be able to do some success. In a nutshell, that's that's the general census that I have. And to add to that, most of the healthcare organizations, now the new general, and I will put myself in this category, I'm becoming a dinosaur myself too, <laughs> uh, uh, but 
many of the organizations uh, still have a lot of old guard. Uh, maybe old guard isn't even the right term, but you know, folks uh, didn't grow up in the age of smartphones and you and I still can easily remember the uh, the rotary phones in, in the household to yep. maybe three channel TVs and so yep. on and so forth to now the technology. My you know six year old knows how to operate <laughs> just about every single technology piece of equipment a lot better than even myself and Hillary. So that's I think that's the difference. There's a lot of generational talent that's coming and that's how I think it's going to change the pace and the uh, the velocity of what data will do for healthcare but till then we still have a lot of folks that want to stick to the uh, hey I trust my gut I know how to run a business and I will run that business I don't need a computer or an analyst to tell me what I need to do differently there's a little bit of that that's such a great point like we're in this era of just this increase of these digital natives coming into the workforce right. who i think will bring with them perspective and not be shackled by any historical confinements in the way they think or the way they kind of view the art of the possible Absolutely. so it's a, it's a great point so then what would your advice be like as a dinosaur which you're not by the way but what would your advice be for an organization that today they're simply collecting data, they're storing it in a warehouse, in a lake, but not really driving a lot of insight out of that? How do they make that kind of evolutionary step from simply collecting and curating the data to then actually using it to make insight-driven decisions? Yeah, great question. I think it definitely starts from the perspective of having the right skill set. And I would say even in an organization who's only collecting uh, and curating the data, maybe there mm -hmm. is the skill set of folks who can actually analyze the living bejesus out of it when it comes down to it and actually provide a lot of actionable insights. So that foundational layer of enabled analytics function needs to exist. So. And then the next step to that is really jump in, do it. There's no small or big project. Go start solving the problems that you really are dealing with. I mean, for the last few years, we always, uh, I'll use a non-analytics example of virtual care. Nobody used it outside of a maybe 10% to 20% uh, ratio. COVID forced everybody's hand and we're maybe back down to 15, 20%. <laughs> some organizations higher, but you know, when push come to shove, everybody said, okay, this is something that's useful and we're gonna use it. The same thing can apply in analytics space from a standpoint. Whether you wanna improve your clinical outcomes, whether you wanna improve your nursing staff schedules, or you wanna look at simplifying your registration process, there's a lot of analytical capabilities that can come into play. and digitally native tools that can come into play that can actually make things easier and it's again it's not call it maybe five to ten years ago that could have been an expensive venture it really isn't today uh, you can simply start by uh, as long as you have the foundational layer of the skill set data science team members yeah. those sorts of skills in home and you already have emrs in place that the data is already available for you to capture you can really start simplifying and taking out the non-value add steps out of the process whether again it's in the clinical setting of, of 
capturing code to on the non-clinical setting from anywhere from pharmacy side of the world to to the uh, supply chain side of the world there's a, a lot of necessary steps but not necessary for a human to do that can be taken out of the, the puzzle that can actually improve processes mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you can then further it to, you know, predictive, predictive, uh, prescriptive capabilities that can actually then help leadership teams make or, you know, anyone from ground up make decisions yeah. faster, easier, better, so on and so forth. So, yeah. OK, last question. So you've had the chance at least twice in your career to come in and build a analytics program from the ground up. So as you hire staff outside of just the the technical expertise that they may need to have for the role, what are some of the intangibles that people should look at when they're building a team to ensure that they don't just have the book smarts, but also the the emotional intelligence, the healthcare savvy, whatever they might need to really be effective? Well, I'll turn that right back around at you. I've absolutely learned a lot from you in that side of the puzzle too, but I will put it this way. The one skill that I look for, and I use a lot of sports uh, analogies in, in this space, uh, hopefully it'll be relevant in this case, though. You need assist. You don't necessarily need scores. Roles, IT, digital analytics, all of the support functions need to be enabling functions. So when I look for my teams that I form, I look for assist leaders or uh, support cast that they can shine under every light, but they don't need to score the basket or put the ball yep. through the goal when it comes down to it. So in our case, we have lots of clinical staff and lots of administrative staff that are running the hospital side of the puzzle or the healthcare system side of the puzzle. Our role is to make the, those people's lives easier. To be able to do so, you need a cohesive team that's full of superstars, but again, call it Magic Johnson, yeah. Steve Nash, those yeah. type of players or is what's needed. So that's what I look for as a intangible, if you would. Yeah, a great analogy and just really wise, wise insight there. So thank you. Owner, as always, great to visit with you today. Thanks for making a few minutes. I appreciate your time and have a great week. Thank you. Likewise. Thanks for having me. I love this show. I love hearing from people on the front lines. I love hearing from these leaders. And we want to thank our hosts who continue to support the community by developing this great content. We also want to thank our show sponsors, Olive, Rubric, Trellix, Hillrom, Medigate, and F5 in partnership with Sirius Healthcare for investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. If you want to support the show, let someone know about our shows. They all start with This Week Health, and you can find them wherever you listen to podcasts. Keynote, Town Hall, Newsroom, and Academy. Check them out today, and thanks for listening. That's all for now.